I'm Joe Morgan Stern, the film critic of the Wall Street Journal. In the first shot of a new documentary called Jeremiah Tower, The Last Magnificent, a man walks slowly through what seem to be pre-Columbian ruins while we hear him say meditatively, I have to stay away from human beings because somehow I am not one. Well, with an opening like that and a title like that, you'd figure Lydia Tenaglia's film to be either unusual or insufferable, and it doesn't take long to find out which. This is an unusually enjoyable portrait of a legendary chef who can be insufferable, as his most ardent admirers acknowledge, but who's also a brighter-than-life charmer, raging perfectionist, world-class hedonist, self-styled dandy, and all-too-human survivor of the highest-end restaurant wars. For the foodies among us, the film is a feast. More Californian than Lou Cullen, since Jeremiah Tower was not only present at the birth of California cuisine, but if you buy this version of culinary history, its birth father, Alice Waters, who's widely considered to be the mother of the American food movement, didn't participate in the filming. It's worth noting that the producer was Anthony Bourdain, who has not, to say the least, been an Alice Waters fan, So the emphasis here is on Tower's contribution to Chez Panisse, her vastly influential bistro where he came to cook shortly after the restaurant opened in Berkeley in 1971. Where he'd come from is the stuff of dreams. His wealthy parents took him all over the world on luxury liners as a kid, but left him to his own lonely devices. Unlike Oliver Twist, he considered food, truly glorious food, to be his closest companion. He haunted hotel kitchens, read cookbooks rather than novels, then cooked his way through Harvard during the height of the student revolution. In his own version of Radical Action, he once made a Molotov cocktail from gasoline, a Dom Perignon bottle, and an Hermes scarf. All of this is fascinating, and so is the truncated arc of his career. Lydia Tenaglia traces Tower's progression from Chez Panisse to the 1984 opening of his own restaurant, Stars. That's the spectacularly successful San Francisco Brasserie, where he reigned as a new model of celebrity chef until 1999, when the place closed. The film is vague about why it closed and it gets disorganized in its latter stretches, when it flashes back and forth between stars and Tower's sudden reappearance after mysteriously dropping out of sight for 15 years as the new executive chef of Manhattan's Tower on the Green, a position he took up in 2014 to the astonishment of the food world. How that venture played out is high drama, and it's a testament to the qualities he's always brought to the table— joy of living, joy of cooking, the toughness of a well-done steak, and a gift for transforming childhood visions of elegance into a lifetime of glorious edibles. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW soon with more reviews.